0: Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric
1: Strickland. Strickland
0: for three. You're gonna go out of here as a big eight tournament
1: champion. On 937 the ticket at theticketfm.com. The Hoops Post Game Show here on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Jake Bachman, joined by DP and Eric Strickland as we break down this 73-65 loss for Nebraska. Coming up short at home against the Badgers, coming off a bit of a, a COVID layoff there for Nebraska. Uh, put up a good fight, was able to even get it within single digits there at the end, uh, but ultimately the Badgers outlast Nebraska, so the Huskers drop into 0-9 in conference play, now 6-14 overall not quite getting it done tonight 23 points from bryce mcgowan's leading the way though for the Huskers. Uh, nine points off the bench for Kobe Webster, Latman, and Alonzo Verge, also adding in 11. Um, surprisingly, Nebraska did a very good job of, uh, I shouldn't say surprisingly that way, but just surprising because Johnny Davis has been so good um, that Nebraska was able to limit him to 13.0 in the first half, so that was kind of a big story, um, but Chucky Hepburn had a heck of a game, and as well as Brad Davidson, who led the way with 21 points. Again, Nebraska falls 73-65 to 65 to Wisconsin. Uh, we will start with uh, DP, then make our way to strict DP. What did you think? Uh, I know you were at the game. Um, just kind of give us an idea, first of all, about the, the atmosphere. Cause I was wondering about that, the, the crowd, it was tough to see um, the, you know, it, it, from the TV product back here in studio, what it would be like for a 4 PM game on a Thursday.
2: It the, it was, it's the weirdest crowd I've ever been around. <laughs> was it? Period. It's the weirdest, <laughs> like the most random yells from from random places in the arena like it it just seemed like it was it was people who had never been there before just and not knowing what to scream but they decided they were just gonna scream it loud and it was it's it's like remember the, the 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 randy Quaid character from major league yeah that's what was going on in, in the arena tonight. That's what was going on. It was just random people. <laughs> oh, sure. Call that. Hey, Mr. Official, your mother. And you just. <laughs> <I was laughs> real strict. It was, it was wild, man. Just to sit there. And, like, it was off of rhythm. Like, so it wasn't during, like, a pause. It was as they were transitioning and somebody was about to shoot. They would just yell, "Yeah, try that!" And what? <laughs> what, are you, what, are
1: you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Somebody day drinking and sneaking into pinnacle bank arena, and they or something? were at the top of PBA,
2: so it wasn't like and and it's right. not like they were together. They were in like odd sections at different levels uh-huh. of of the place, so you were getting these five cat calls from different parts of the arena. All at the wrong time, <laughs> so the fans would like he'd make the it bounce off somebody's leg, and they would go the other way. And then as soon as they got down to half court, somebody would just go, "Boo!" <laughs> and it was just, it
1: was, it's very just not put together. All <laughs> that no, well it today. was not organized at all. It was just <laughs> random and petty.
2: This was yeah. petty. Like they weren't. It's almost like they weren't connected to the game but they were just there to yell.
1: Yeah, I guess mm. I could see that from a few fans maybe getting frustrated with um, what's going on as far as not winning. But, uh, you know, I, I think part of that usually it gets drowned out by a, a good atmosphere, and that was going to be tough to have today as far as kind of the lower bowl, right, and, and kind of just the, the, the noise altogether. Or, what, or was it okay? Was, the
2: lower bowl was cool because it yeah. was the stu- like the student section was full. Was it? Oh, yeah, good. like yeah. the
1: student section was full.
2: It wasn't as normally as it was full. Like I asked during our show today this question. I asked two questions. One, which game was going to have more fans, whether it was the men or the, or the women? I, and I lean heavily towards the women getting the better crowd. One, it's at night. Um, that 4 o'clock start was weird. Right. Um, yeah, it's a weird vibe. They also set some policy. So if you bought one ticket to either game, you could go to both. Which makes for a ticket nightmare and a seating nightmare, but we'll right. deal with that at eight o'clock. <laughs> and then I asked the question would there be more people yelling for Chucky Hepburn than Alonzo Verge?
1: And how mm. did that play out? How did that go? Strict.
2: <laughs> you already know, Omaha. <laughs> you already know. Like uh-huh. right? Like it was uh-huh. it, it, it was a weird like Those two hours may be the two weirdest sports hours I've ever spent in Lincoln, Nebraska. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well it was a, it was a weird mm. weird altogether like like we said the layoff the, the time and the crowd apparently did not make it any, any lesson and Chucky Hepburn that factor was always going to be interesting we talked all, all day lot, many of us did I should say about an article from the Omaha World Herald and Jimmy Watkins and about losing those guys in state so it's cool to see Chucky Hepburn back uh, Strick of course we were doing a show during the, the ball game but uh, still kept one eye on the television and tried to figure it out um, what did you think of today's game and, and how compared Nebraska was against another top fifteen opponent.
0: Well, I think that um you gotta you gotta a look at there was some adjustments that were made. You can tell that Kobe Webster, as we had talked about on other shows, he was given the duty of really just kind of trying to run the team. Um I think he did okay with that. I think if you get C.J. Welcher Wilcher that knocks down a few of those open shots where they were created by Bryce McGowan's doing as we had talked about before, not driving too deep, uh, but driving enough to draw those those guys and, and found them, then that would work for them. <clears throat> I think uh, you, you get him to knock a few of those down. I mean, Lap man, that was good to see him hit at a 50% clip today. Um, but it, it again, it goes back to the recipe, right? And the recipe is they held this wonderful top tier, uh, top 10 basketball team um, in Wisconsin Badgers to 36% shooting. Now they shot the heck out of it from three and that's most of that was done in the first half. I mean, freaking Brad Davidson was like, He's, he's got a burner on him and that mm-hmm. thing was wet ball. Like anytime <laughs> he clipped it, it was, it was splash, wet. Splash. So, you know, that, that's, that's just how he do it. I mean, and then Chucky felt like he was back at the state state tournament. He got off to a three Oh start, you know, on his jumper. And, you know, so he had a solid game and, you know, the, the assist numbers weren't crazy on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 12 and 10. But again, I go back to the recipe. They held this team, which is other than the threes, which wasn't crazy. It was only 10 of them, Mm -hmm. but other than the threes, they held this team who has great size, who has some inside play, who will penetrate and find uh, buckets in in the paint to 37% shooting. But again, the recipe is if they don't rebound, it doesn't matter. They lose by eight points and the rebound numbers is 13. If that happens against a good team like this, those extra possessions and you stopping them and shooting at 36%, it doesn't matter unless you're shooting 50% from the field and shooting almost 45% from the three and doing what you did from the free throw line, you're not going to overcome that. That's the game right there.
2: I'm looking I'm looking at it, Strick. And so a couple of numbers just as we talk about. So they, they, Wisconsin was 10 of 22 from three. Weren't they like eight for 15, like some crazy eight for a 12 or some ridiculous number first half, right? Eight, like just crazy numbers. Yeah. But as you go down the numbers, field goal percentage, uh, Wisconsin 37, Nebraska, 40, uh, three point field goal percentage, 45 versus 35 free throw percentage, Wisconsin 72, Nebraska 82. Uh, turnovers: ten for Wisconsin, thirteen for Nebraska. Uh, total rebounds: forty-seven versus thirty-four. Thirteen to two advantage on the offensive boards by the Badgers. And but here's a, here's a thing that was a, a small adjustment. Nebraska held w- Wisconsin to seven second chance points all night, which means you're recovering. You're aware and you're recovering. You're just not getting the initial job done. Job done. strict Bach, I'll ask you both. If I asked you before the game, hey, this is an eight-point game. Are you happy? What would you have said? You
0: talking to me? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, you're at home, you've got an opportunity, you're on the snide, mm-hmm. you're trying to get off of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you play well enough defensively, but then there's some parts of it that you don't do. Mm-hmm. Which is, they did that. They did well in the first half. You could see them. They were active. They boxed out. They found bodies. They got rebounds. A couple of misses here and there. You only down because they they're they're wet. You know, um, from from the three, Wisconsin. They you know they put them up what uh, eight points going into the half. You're
2: there. Mm-hmm.
0: You come out, you play them equal, you can't do that. You've got to be able to secure the ball, get good possessions, take good shots, which they did, and they just they just didn't knock it down tonight. And, and, and uh, you know, one thing you saw is from a top-tier team, when it was time to get buckets, hmm. they made a way uh, for Wisconsin. They opened up. They knew what they were running. They got into what they were going to get into. And then, boom, Brad Davis to the basket for a layup you know different times a rebound a put back or or something Davis you know those guys doing what they do in order to get the win that's how it worked out but until they get over the hook hump. That's, that's how it's going to look. Bro.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. And it is, it, it's frustrating because obviously you are 0 and 9 in conference play. You've lost seven in a row. It's so it's, it's really hard to be too um, enthusiastic about any loss, but at the same time, you know, this is one of the better teams in the nation and they're coming on strong. They have one of the better players in the nation and Johnny Davis. We know about, uh, you know, Chucky Hepburn and kind of the extra motivation that he had coming into this game. Um, and it's kind of funny too, what he talked about on the water cooler about, the talent level of this team. And you have to be talented to be able to play, uh, you know, within double digits of Wisconsin or Ohio state or Indiana, you know, that you can't just, you know, roll the ball out the court and do it. Um, so I think that there's still uh, that element there where you could be proud of, of pushing a top 10 team um, or 11, whatever, you know, top 10 type of team in Wisconsin. Um, but eventually for Nebraska fans, it's just, it's a, it's a beat down of, of, of moral victories here and there and, and just wanting to finally get a win. And so I think that's probably why you hear some yells from you know, the 300 level section. Oh my God. This, and like, I'm still, gonna, I'm going <laughs> to laugh. About, Strick, I,
2: I'm just going to let you know in advance several times during this post game show, I'm just going to laugh at the, they're like the old Muppet dudes who, <laughs> up in the balcony, <laughs> just yelling down yeah. at Kermit. And, and, that's what it, like. I'm going to laugh several times tonight. Simply thinking of those, like it, it was just angry dudes in overalls, man. It was. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was, it was spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> Spectacular. From the text line, let's go through some of these. Uh, Brad from Ball says, two things I wish for for next Christmas. A true big man, seven-footer, and a big defensive tackle on the football team. Why can't we get either guy the Lincoln? <laughs> Great questions. I'm with you. I'll be under the same Christmas tree rooting for you. Uh, John says, what's up? What's up, John? Uh, that is so wrong. Look, man, we're. we're it's so funny. Uh, Corey says, God bless your souls for, for braving the season's postgame shows, fellas. Uh, Corey, we're here for you guys as well. Like, this is therapy. Again, this is a meeting place. We can yell from the rafters and uh kind of bark and, and throw stuff that doesn't break things. Um but, <laughs> but uh we can do that. Uh Ray says my favorite thing was how the crowd heckled Brad Davidson all day. Yeah, but he got the last laugh. Like he got the last laugh. Uh it was fun. He is the Big Ten villain, period. Like, mm-hmm. there's nobody that's more hated in the Big Ten than, than than Davidson in any arena. So um, Kevin says this is the worst this could be the worst Husker team ever. Look, if they don't turn around that that that's in play. Uh Johnny Cortland says Chucky showed up, did a good job of representing. Unfortunately he placed four. Yeah, there, there's that part. Uh Ginger Beardman says I feel bad for you guys. Football and basketball combined you guys got to have winning postgame nine times. Man, that needs to be on a shirt. That needs to be on a shirt, Strickland. We need <laughs> we need to wear that. Uh, Ted says, I love sitting right behind one of those old yelling dudes. He had a 10-year-old kid with him. Uh, <laughs> he said he was selling parents and he had to pull his hood up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> look, man, Strick, it was <laughs> like to tell you how, first of all, how off-key it was and then how loud it was like it was on purpose and then one of those dudes followed so when I left to get here on time one of those dudes grabbed his son they were going to leave and they're talking to me but to each other and they're going through the checklist like Man, I hope Verge doesn't chase off players, man this team this team can't make a big shot when it needs to man, this team needs to be a big man, huh? What do you think? and they're looking at me, like i they're on the escalator behind me, and I look back just to confirm, and they're talking to me, but they're talking to each other and I strict strict it took every bit of 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 Zen
1: <laughs> that I could muster
2: uh. I don't even I don't even indulge in, in weed, but I would have loved <laughs> to just puff and blown it at them just to say both Ooh. of you Ch- chill out, man. Like this, like you knew this was a horror movie when you bought the ticket at the counter. Like,
0: don't come in here and
2: act like you were expecting a rob. Didn't yeah, know, right? Like you knew what, you knew what that this part. <laughs> Oh Bach, man. That Y'all have at it. I'm gonna sit here <laughs> and laugh by myself. <laughs> no, I,
0: I I do have I do have a gift, you know, for the gentleman that hit the text line about, you know, um a, a tackle and a and a PG, I think he said. I mean, let's be honest, man. Offensive tackle Hunter Anthony from Ohio State. I mean, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State, he comes in at a whopping six foot six, three thirty. Mm-hmm. So um, you haven't seen him yet, my guy, but that big fella and he started nine games. So it ain't like he's just somebody that's a bum. He, so you, you might get your wish uh, as far as that's concerned. And then I know Teddy's still kind of lean, but he's 6'8". But, you know, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Prochaska, I, I, I don't know. I might be killing his name. He's 6'8", <laughs> 280. You know, he's a big boy. So I mean, you got a few there. He just happened to be injured, so you didn't get to see a, a good feel of him. And he's only a freshman, so he's got some time. So you might, you might have your wish there, my guy. Well,
1: and it's interesting too, because on the basketball side, you know that that is kind of something. Um, it, whether it's a big or a true point guard, you hope that you get those next year, right? And, and Ramel Lloyd and Blaze Keita um, and the 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 recruiting looks solid. But again, that much of the talk today was about local recruiting and and making it fit and all that stuff. Um, and it it, it just um, it, it it's something that you hope comes together because it is it, it it's not tough to do a post game show. We sit and laugh and have fun, so you guys don't have to feel bad for us. It's Nebraska basketball. It's 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 kind of we're kind of used to it for one, and also it's just it's it's fun. It's awesome when there's not a Nebraska basketball season. I'll be wishing to cover a game what's even if it's the, a lot. What's
2: the Sid season movie, A Comedy of Errors? Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. I mean, there's a certain like, there's certain joys you can take out of watching under, Nebraska basketball. We understand this is why the <laughs> Bad News Bears is
2: one of the po- most popular movies in history. Yeah. We love laughing at ourselves when we play poorly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but hopefully is. Nebraska can, can turn it. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this game and the, the schedule coming up here. It, w- it does soften a little bit. So maybe that what? gives Nebraska basketball a little bit of hope uh, moving forward. This is the the post game show brought to you by Action uh, Plumbing, Heating, Air, Electric, uh, all that stuff. Uh, great uh, sponsor for us there, Action Plumbing. Uh, but we will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue to wrap up this game. Nebraska again falls to 0-9 in conference play after losing to Wisconsin 73-65 in a, in a kind of a cold afternoon here in Lincoln. But we'll be right back to discuss more right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket's basketball postgame show featuring Derek Pearson
2: and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland
0: on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Basketball post-game show brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric right here on 937 The Ticket. We're wrapping up the Nebraska. Lost today, 73-65, to 8-point defeat to the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, but uh, some different interesting things to kind of pick through this game, and we'll get to some of those numbers, uh, and overall, I know it's, it's it's defeating, you know, you drop to 0-9 in conference play, um, but uh, like I said, I'll, I'll take Husker basketball over no Husker basketball any day, even if it's at 4 o'clock uh, coming off a of COVID <laughs> break. I mean, it was a very weird situation altogether. Um, and I guess maybe the, something that, go, that came out of this is that nobody had to play in a mask. That would have been interesting.
2: Well, the the fact that this game was played on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> 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 this <kid>. game. <laughs> Look. They replaced little rascals to show this basketball game at four o'clock. They went down. There's some angry kids in Lincoln who were expecting to see. Oh, shoot. And they were expecting to see like Barney, and they were. Yeah. It just wasn't happening for them, Strick. They were just really upset. Oh, look, look, they messed with me today, Strick. They, 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 I'm letting them. I'm letting everybody know mm. right now. This would have been a really good game to serve beer at. Like i <laughs> <laughs> <just, laughs> Test it out, just to test it <laughs> oh, out, see how it works.
1: Oh, happy RNPBA,
2: man! It, it, it'd have been, it been a packed house.
1: They should, they should have done wow. something special with this promotion, right? Because I know they did the ticket thing. I'm a marketer, like them, work but, yeah. with me here. <laughs> yeah,
2: I get it. You do could, they not?
1: Do they not sell?
0: Do they not sell? No, uh, they I don't. don't. Know, on, no. Wow! Not no wonder Indian. everybody and their mama goes up to Creighton. Right? To go up there. Okay, I get it now. I know
2: why we got j Skurs. Right? right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Coors Light will do that for you, man. I'm just trying to figure Ooh. out. Like it was, it was that. Like I came in. The only saving grace today, from like going to PBA. First of all, well, there's two saving graces. There are some diehard Husker fans. And I and and I high fived as many people as I could, who were just you know what they just there them their boys those those are their guys, yeah. right? So they're gonna support them whether they like the result or not they're they're gonna they're gonna ride for them, and I, I appreciate I have mad respect for those fans because it's as Texas said earlier, it's not easy, it's not easy, but the other part. PBA has the best popcorn in the entire universe. <laughs> like strict, I'm going to bag some and send it to you. It's Ooh. so good. Yes. Lord. Yeah. Like I'm but- like, like, no, no dead. No
0: real talk DP. Like for real, like part of me is like, I want to get on a plane and come in and hang out at PBA. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then part of me is like, I'm seeing the same recipe. It's like, it's like going. I love a place called Papa Do's. They, you know, they season up some mm-hmm. real nice Cajun style, you know, alligator and etouffee and shrimp etouffee or or cat. I mean, not catfish, but a uh, crawfish etouffee. Mm-hmm. And they season it up real nice, you know. So you understand what the recipe is. Mm-hmm. It just seems like this, if I go into PBA right now, I'm not getting no seasoning. No, so no, no. it's like it's straight bland, you know, and I'm
2: I don't want to eat. No, no. You see That's what I feel like. See, there's papa dough and that's when you at like right now if you're at uh Purdue, uh you getting papado. Now you got the same flavor, the same equ but but here, PBA, you getting long John Silver.
1: <laughs> ah. now, now, now you
2: know you know it ain't good for you. <laughs> and you know you're gonna feel bad after you consume it, but you're gonna eat it anyway. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a good that's good, that's good. Like <laughs> you know, and then and then Strick as you chill down in warm weather and beautifulness. I'm walking out of PBA and out of nowhere, like Randy Orton and his RKO, the mother nature hit us with an RKO, and there was a like snow, a snow blizzard, a sideways snow blizzard for like 18 minutes (laughs) where you could, you really couldn't see across the street. Wow. And then it stopped like once I got indoors. (laughs) So. They was like, "Oh, you really want to go to PBA today, huh?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like we gonna make you pay. We make you. It's back. a little bit different down there in Florida, but I did read something today about uh, watch out, uh, Strick. I don't know if you're in the area where it's getting it's colder. It's coming. Watch out for frozen uh, or iguanas. Apparently, they just give up. They'll fall off trees. They're not dead, but they're motionless once it gets frozen, and they'll just fall off the trees. So watch out for falling yeah. iguanas. Falling in iguanas.
0: <laughs> yeah. What? And I'm bald headed too. Yeah. I, I don't want to get stabbed in the head by a falling iguana. It's, that's the last thing I need
1: right now in my so, life. Even though you know Florida's. <laughs> Uh, significantly better weather-wise than Nebraska. There's different uh, things you have to worry about sometimes. When oh, drops a little oh, yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything ain't rosy in Florida. <laughs> uh, how about You're right? How about Nebraska starting uh, Trey McGowan's is kind of you know that was kind of the feel-good story of the day, I suppose. Is you know first time starting after his injury. Um, obviously Nebraska's best perimeter defender, um, and 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 played a, a pretty solid game today. Uh, it's just kind of interesting because what it does to Casey Tamanaga's minutes, they dropped to nine. Um, didn't really get much involved and in, in didn't take a, a, one of his patented three-point shots. Um, Wisconsin had him uh, scouted well for when he was on the court. But um, do you think, when we talk about the recipe, do you think that that is the right recipe? Obviously, starting Trey is a better recipe than starting Tamanaga as a wing. Um, but as far as just limiting Tamanaga to, to nine minutes?
0: I think, uh, I mean, he, he he didn't look like he was the same tamanaga you know so i don't know if going back to the bench kind of shell shocked him or whatever the case he didn't look like he had the same energy and obviously you know he had a shot fake and kind of drove into the paint lost the ball the ball goes between his legs and it's, it's a turnover so I, I don't know what's going on with that i don't know the conversations that's going on behind the scenes but he definitely he had a couple of chances where he did have a look and he looked like he was just really hesitant out there in a lot of de- different ways with with regard to a game so um one of the other aspects that i think is is um you know a little little hard for me to 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 taste right you have a rebound deficit and you know this is probably Derek walker's worst game i would have to say that i i saw you know he missed a couple bunnies a couple chances that he had inside which are normally pretty consistent um, but then his rebound numbers at five, that's just no bueno. I don't know if it was foul trouble or whatever the case may be. He still kind of played through it. So, you know, for him to only have five, he needs to be in the double-double categories. You know, if they're going to have a chance, I mean, it, especially with Breidenbach out, uh, Eduardo Andre on small minutes, he's got to have double-double nights. Otherwise, they just don't have a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of things here. And, Sir Bach, I'll ask you guys your opinion on this, but in my head, in my head, okay, if you're going to be at a rebound deficit anyway, then you might want to turn that to an advantage. I like the idea of Trey and Bryce, Burge, Walker. Go with Kobe. Go, go, go with Kobe. Have... You could put Ver, you could put Trey and 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 Bryce on forwards. You're going to concede what you're going to concede, but at least make the bigs of the Big 10 play longer, faster, wider than they, they're comfortable doing. Like let's burn through. Make them defend on the perimeter where they don't belong. Right? Give yourself some space. Right? The best thing you can do, am I wrong in that the best thing you can do against bigs is to make them defend from 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 the apex of the front of the rim out to the three-point line several times right your thoughts trick could that work
0: i mean if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna do what you did as far as giving him the task that you're giving him to to lead and to direct and 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 to manage the game i think you you may want to do that um I, I, to be honest, I I would, I would give the challenge. I would give the challenge. I'm not really, when I look at it, I'm not other than, you know, the two for four shooting night, if I'm getting five rebounds from, you know, from you. And, and I think if I put the onus who would take the challenge, if I put the onus on Trey, if Trey can get me that, you know what I'm saying? Then I might as well go small. I, I might as well go with, with, um, you know, Webster, Verge, uh, Trey, Bryce, and Walker. Right. And just roll. I mean, I'd give it a shot. At this point, it couldn't couldn't hurt. Well, you're you
2: know? 0-9 doing what you're doing. Like, yeah. you know, hey, uh, I can go 0-9 with five guards on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm not putting anybody in under any duress to do it. Like, the bigs are going to post up. Folks are going to become an inside game. Um, it becomes Strickland down on the box facing a big. But if once Strick knows that he's going to defend against a big, he's going to change the way he defends and the way he approaches it. But Strick also knows, look, if this dude, instead of him getting three easy buckets, I make him work for three. When this dude has to run, that big has to run and chase Strick on the other end, Strick mm-hmm. is going to wear him out. He is going to wear him out, and I don't know why you stick to this thing because if you go with the change, one, different energy. Imagine Big Ten coaches having to figure out how they're going to match up, what the focus is going to be. Remember, it changes the entire scouting of what Nebraska has been. Pe- teams have figured out what Nebraska does. Okay, so now we change it, and we do it in a way that makes the players we're putting on the floor better. Now, the rotation becomes simple, right? That man is first – or even C.J., off the bench, Eduardo. Off the bench, Lat. Off the bench, Casey. Off the bench, it gives you. And then with say you need somebody in the backcourt. You want to replace either Bryce or Kobe, I mean uh, Verge or Kobe. It's Casey,
1: right? Right. Like get it, him to it, his, it, off the wing, right? Like it's a, a different. Yeah. And then
2: imagine strict that a big has chased you for eight minutes, and then yeah. here comes a fresh you <laughs> with new legs that he's got to chase for the next 5 minutes with tired legs.
0: I mean that's that's what we did. I mean, we found ourselves at a at a disadvantage. I mean, you know, um we had to do that with um uh when I was with Dallas, we we knew we were at a disadvantage. We had a mismatch. We were in bad shape against the um San Antonio Spurs and you know, Don Nelson said, you know, we we have to we have to switch this up. I mean, we're getting killed having this, you know, trying to match up with them with Sean Bradley and AC Green. Uh, you know, against Duncan, Duncan's killing us right now. So, you know, I trust Strick. I'm gonna put Strick on. Um, I'm gonna put Strick on Duncan mm-hmm. because I realize that Strick can contain him enough, and I know that he will put a body on. I can trust Strick to put a body on somebody that ain't gonna just let Duncan just run rampant and wild in the paint and you know physically we'll manage that but what they're going to do on the other end so you're absolutely right dp you know that that was the key who are they going to match up with me and we actually forced them to adjust they had to get rid of one of they couldn't they couldn't handle us on the other end because you was either uh getting me or you were getting finn on 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 somebody or you were getting you know we went one big ac green and and the rest of us was just taking whoever the mismatch was and we were going at it and we won, we ended up beating them. And so, yeah, man, I, I think it's worth giving it a shot at this point. But you've got to, if they if they're not going to rebound though, then it doesn't matter. They're they've got to take else. the onus. <laughs> they've got to take the onus on the rebounding side and everybody collectively. And maybe that'll force you not to rely on Walker, not force you to rely on Andre, not force you. Maybe it'll collectively force those guards, Verge and Webster, to put a body in there and get an extra body on somebody that's mismatched. So we'll you know we'll see.
2: But, I mean, no. think, think Golden State with Draymond Green in the middle and how the best defenders on the planet hated playing Golden State. Why? Because they were going to run off picks. They were going to have to defend extra space. And then on the offensive end, again, the rules of basketball are simple. If you're going to rest, you rest on offense. So, imagine the bigs just kind of, look, if they're simple and we, I've only got to defend them in four cubic feet rather than 14 – Duncan can put half of his bag away. (laughs) He's going to put half of his bag away against Strick. And then Strick has to simply minimize his effectiveness in that shorter space that he's going to work from. But if you continue to do the thing that you've done all the time, even with the talent that you think you have, you better change it. And give these guys a chance to excel in another way.
1: Like you said, if, if for nothing else, just a fresh scouting report or something, you know, something new um, for another team to look out for. I think that they uh, have been pretty heavy on waiting for Trey McGowan's to come back, right? I mean, we all knew we we kind of hoped that they could get it rolling without him, but they knew they'd be a better team with him. So maybe that's the change that they're thinking in their starting lineup is bringing Trey McGowan's back. But you know, it is one of those things where the, the rebounding has been. Um, so bad and and just not really competitive. I mean, you're always losing in double digits to it that maybe you do kind of concede defeat there and try to get a, a, you know, a, get a, a, a heads up on, on some other area of that. So I, I like that idea. I think, um, I think it's time to just try to maybe play with some of what, what you've got going there, because we've talked about it all year long. It was, uh, especially at the start of the year, it was, well, this team was recruited to be, you know, the, the, the four out type of system that's going to shoot threes. So they don't have anything um, to combat with that. But I, I think you, you've got some things to try and maybe that is, Like you said, um, going smaller and and making the bigs have to run around a little bit more Um, because I do like Trey McGowan's maybe um, presenting that challenge. And, you know, he would take on that challenge to to get a bigger guy. And then the other part of it is he does, you know, as good as he is defensively. he can use his energy on that side because he's not uh, too potent on the offensive side that he can rely on those other guys. So he can put all his energy into guarding those bigger guys. So I kind of like that idea. Either way, I think you've got to find a way to get Kobe more involved. Kobe's, uh, you know, they, they play him. They did it again today where he played, ended up playing more than Verge did just because he was playing well. And he's kind of got these games where he'll really play well or, or he just doesn't really get it going. Um, I think his upside is enough that you want to start um, – giving him enough minutes to to see if he can get it going one way or the other so like you said maybe it's going smaller maybe it's re- replacing verge in the starting lineup verge was a all pack 12 a big six man of the year so unless a promise or something like that is holding him back from being benched. This experiment hasn't worked out yet, so you've got some pieces there that make sense to to to, to kind of at least experiment with, in the very least, to see if it can spark you um, on the second half of of the Big Ten schedule. And and I I hope that they they do because um you know it it, it, it the only thing that would take away from that is that they are close. I mean, when you're eight points oh, away no, from Block, Wisconsin, you
2: use those words. The close close you right those words.
1: But eight points away from Wisconsin maybe doesn't mean that you overhaul your your entire thing. Maybe you do think you got it going in the right direction mm-hmm. finally with Trey McGowan's back, but yeah. eventually I think they've got, to, they've got to stir up these ingredients a little bit differently.
2: Well, we're going to find out Saturday. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is. That's the good, good news is a quick turnaround against a Rutgers team um, that isn't overwhelming, but certainly gave Nebraska all they could handle and more back in Piscataway. So hopefully in Lincoln, it'll be a little bit different. Uh, when we get back on the other end of this uh, segment here, we will talk about that game and give our closing thoughts for this one that's coming up next here on the hoops post game show on 93.7 the ticket back to
0: the tickets basketball post game show featuring Derek pearson and former husker and nine-year nba vet eric strickland on 93.7
1: the ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Wrapping up things here on the po- basketball post-game show on 93-7, the ticket. Huskers fall short once again, 73-65 to 65 to the hated Badgers of Wisconsin coming in and getting the win. Chucky Hepburn, uh, even though he plays for Wisconsin, I think we all still cheer for him a little bit in our hearts, and he did a good job today. Uh, had one of his uh, better games, I think, with the Badgers: thirteen points, uh, three rebounds, three steals, two assists, and even threw one down at Pinnacle Bank. So that was what, pretty you, cool. Did you did you
2: ask Uncle Strickland for permission to talk about Chucky Webb?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck uh, Strick already had me talking to <laughs> Chucky's dad the other day, so I feel like I'm I'm in on it. Now. You know, you gotta be you gotta be
2: careful because the Omaha Renegades are coming running you, like they will catch you in the parking lot uh, and, and Strick will turn his back on you. <laughs>
1: DP, What did you make of the uh, the kind of the article of the day I suppose about Nebraska not being able to lock in state recruits um, despite the fact that they still had good recruiting classes by the numbers I suppose
2: let me, let me
1: okay you know where I am with recruit
2: like how much I, I, I think There are too many people involved in recruiting who don't have the interest of the people who are being recruited at heart. And the people who are reporting on recruiting, who are making money off recruiting, without being respectful to the families of the kids. These are kids. These are young people who are being recruited. Um, And if you're leaning towards the people who's doing the recruiting, again, more professionals, more grown-ups who make money, good money, on the recruiting game, and then the fans – who forget often that these are young people. These are some people's sons and daughters. So be respectful about how you talk about people because here's the thing. Those families, remember what you said about them. And don't call me names and then ask me to come play for you. Like, don't talk dog about my friend, my my older brother, and then expect me to come play for you. Because you just show – it's that rule. Be careful when somebody shows you who they really are. Believe them. Mm-hmm. Right? So the fan base, the recruiting reporters, uh, the beat writers, uh, the, the scouting programs and the scouting coaches, all people who get paid, grown-ups who get paid to talk about high school kids. Remember, they're not building anything. They don't teach them anything. They don't coach them to anything. They don't support them. They simply ride on the backs of high school students. I'm not trying to make money off young people. That's not how we're going to get down. So I would say this. Look, if you're going to talk about recruiting within the state of Nebraska, if you want to talk about recruiting certain areas, remember that it's not recruiting. It's an invitation And showing people to be a part of your family. And nobody wants to be a part of a dysfunctional family.
1: That's just me. Uh, Yeah, that's fair enough. We talked well about it. Nebraska's uh, connection to Omaha has not been um, the greatest over the years and and, and you're seeing it again. And then the other thing is, you know, when you talk about that to me uh, is always just win. I mean, if you're winning, if you're a winning program, uh, there might get more interest locally. Um, and so we'll kind of see how that happens. But either way, I'm glad that most people um, are are still on the side of Chucky Hepburn and cheering for Hunter Salas and those guys, um, native Nebraskans, or you know maybe even guys that weren't born here but moved here, played high school ball here, um, and uh, and cheer for them uh, at the next level here in college ball. Um, it's, it hurts a little bit more when it's a rival with Wisconsin, but it's well, kind but of a cool. It, it kind of it, it allows a cool kind of factor for this game. Well, I thought
2: Strick can, can speak to this being an Omaha kid. And then paying attention to the people that went before him and how the universities, plural, Mm -hmm. treated them, right? And Strick's smart. He's got really big eyes and sensitive ears. So the things that he sees and the things that he hears plays into whether Strick wants to be a part of it. And fans and writers often forget these are still intelligent folks. Strick's a smart dude. So, even if you get him in the family and you don't treat him right, guess what? It'll come back. Well, here it is.
0: Here
1: we are. <laughs> here we are.
2: And that was what
0: we talked about, DP. We definitely did. We had, I mean, earlier on, that, that was one of the explanations I explained to, to Bach. And I, I also shared with him just the, the next level of it and, and, and gave an example in which why the Dallas Mavericks haven't been able to land a top-notch um you know they've done it in the draft they've done it in the G you know they've done it in other methods but why they haven't been able to land a top-notch free agent for so many years and when I you know when they were trying to re- bring in uh, DeAndre Jordan in his in his prime they DeAndre, the players talk just like GMs talk, just like coaches talk, right? Players talk too. And the conversation, I believe, reverted back to Tyson Chandler and the way that they treated him after he helped to bring a championship in and, you know, give the man his money. And he goes off and does his thing and has a real successful career. And the same thing with Steve Nash. So it's like, you know, those those players make a decision based on what, like you said, they see and what they hear. And the, and the discussions don't just – you can't just continue to tell me or sell me. you got to be able to show something to reference. And so I can make a better and informed decision and, and that they've gotten away from that. And it hasn't been that in a while. That's why I said, um, I think there needs to be some form of a tie somebody, you know, that's kind of close to the programs be around the program. You know what I mean? Yes, it's good. Fred's there. And, He's a tremendous coach, but to the eyes of the beholders and the, the Husker faithful, he's still an Iowa State guy the way they remember him, right? So having someone, I don't know who it is or who it could be, a Ty Lu, I, I don't know. Somebody in some form connected to that program, which can help to generate, restore that again and, and help those individuals that are still close to be able to have an ear um to make that change because it's, it's it it doesn't seem like it's going in the right direction as far as the in-state kids you know most of them if they stay they're going to Creighton <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it- unfortunate. Yeah, it, it, it's something that a bridge that needs to be mended, and it's it's been kind of uh, well-talked about over the years. Um, but either way, for Nebraska, um, again, uh, losing this game, I mentioned it earlier, maybe the schedule lightens up a little bit. I say that uh, knowing it, full well in two games they're traveling to Ann Arbor against a Michigan team that destroyed them earlier this year. But at least the next nine games are against teams that aren't ranked in the top 25 currently, which is a little bit, little bit of a break considering they've been playing almost exclusively top 25 teams, so maybe a little bit of a chance to shake things up uh, and maybe get a win, especially against this Rutgers teams on Saturday. I, I, would, I would say that that was probably one of the more winnable games on the schedule. Uh, again, knowing full well that Rutgers beat Nebraska 93-65 to in Piscataway. But that'll wrap it up for our post game show as we make way for ticket weeknights with Big Sky coming up here in just a second. Uh, as, as we wrap this thing up, once again, Huskers fall at home at a weird tip-off time, 4 o'clock. Tip off for Nebraska. They fall uh, today, 73 to 65. They'll get a chance at redemption on the women's side, though. Here in about an hour, we'll also have that post-game show. So plenty more, as always, from the On Fire in Fuego Ticket Weeknights. Uh, which will roll on next with Big Sky here in just a second. Thanks real quick to Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical for sponsoring the post-game show. And uh, we'll be back on Saturday to give it back to you for another Nebraska basketball game and hopefully a win this time. We'll see. That'll wrap it up for myself, DP, and Strick. Uh, But again, Big Sky coming up next here on Ticket Weeknights. Don't go anywhere.